everyone, and welcome to the Malthouse Games Podcast. This is episode number 80. It is also my lovely wife and yellow player's birthday episode. Because we forgot to record it, and I woke up this morning about 8.30 and went, ah, nuts. So happy birthday, Haley. We are now recording at 9.48 a.m. This will be out at noon, (laughs) hopefully, if I get it out on time. But yes, so welcome to the Malthouse Games Podcast. We are a podcast all about board games, card games, tabletop games, role-playing games, things of that sort. We also usually talk about beer on this episode, or on this podcast, but this episode we're doing something a little different. Because we're recording in the morning again, we're having coffee, but because it's my birthday, we have something in the coffee. So this is just Aldi coffee, as we've talked about, we've had several times before. But today, mine has a little Goldschlager in it, which is a cinnamon schnapps. And mine has some Angel's Envy whiskey, because I like to go hard in the paint. I like the Goldschlager in coffee. It gives it a little bit of a wintry feel with the cinnamon. I did not do, but maybe like a quarter of an ounce. Not a lot at all. You don't need a lot of Goldschlager. You don't. It's just enough to add a little bit of that cinnamon, a little bit of extra sweet, and it just makes it taste like the holidays. I used about a half a shot of whiskey in mine because I still have to be a functioning adult and I have to make breakfast after this because we got to record and edit the podcast. Yep, we got to get to recording and get to editing. It's been Haley's birthday month. I've been giving her gifts all month because she sucks. What? It's fine. It's all fine. Well, we both have this problem where we can't hold on to a present. Like I got in one of Delton's presents. It was the most expensive one that I had purchased. And as soon as it came in, Delton says, is that one of my presents? And guess what I did? She gave it to me. I gave it to him. And so the rest of my gifts have been sent to our lovely number one fan, Allison. She has been keeping them safe so that way I do not lose control and give them all to Delton before Christmas. Which is a good spot to say thank you to our Patreon backers, Allison, Alan, Jesse, Catherine, Jennifer, and Cliff. Thank you all for backing at a level in which you get shouted out on the podcast. If you would like to be like them, be sure to go to patreon.com slash malthousegames. M-A-L-T-H-A-U-S games. I kind of forgot what how to spell. <laughs> that Goldschlager getting to you or the lack of sleep? Uh, it's the lack of sleep because the cats woke me up and then the cats woke me up and then the cats, guess what, woke me up again. And it was all night and all morning. I didn't get to sleep very well, so everything's fine. But they're cute, so it's okay. I guess. Well, before we move on, speaking of presents. What is this? I'm going to let you open one today on the show. Don't look at where it's from, please. I am going to look at where it's from. Don't do not do that. That'll spoil all the fun. Ah! I even brought the scissors in here. We'll see if I can manage scissors while I have a microphone shoved in front of my face. She's going to end up cutting her headphone cable. I can feel it. Don't tip me. Is that how you cut boxes with scissors normally? Oh, God. Haven't died yet. Oh, God. If so, Someone's going to die by the looks of it. Woo. Scurry. Aha. Aha. What is it? Bubble wrap. Yes, there's bubble wrap. Yeah, please put the scissors down. (laughs) Well, you know what? I don't know what. What is this? Another wingspansion? Ah! A wingspansion! It is the new wingspan Oceania. I pre-ordered it. Aw, thank you, honey bunny. we could get it. We still haven't even played with the cards from the last expansion, but we're going to. We've told that story, right, where we both got each other the same gift last year? Both bought each other that wingspan expansion, and one of us had to return it. But yes, this is Wingspan Oceania. It's a Wingspansion, honey bun. Wingspansion. I'm excited, but there, there you go. Thank you, honey. I appreciate you. Cheesy smile, Delton. 
So today on my birthday, we do have plans to play hella board games. We are going to play Wingspan and the Wingspansions. We are going to play our favorite game, Patchwork, or Delton's favorite game. We are also going to play uh, a game that we're going to feature next episode, but most of all, we're going to play probably 55 times my new favorite game, Mariposas. Oh, here's the door. It's straight ahead. It's... It's a game. So yes, the game for this episode is Mariposas. It is designed by Elizabeth Hargrave, the same designer as Wingspan. Let me find the full credits here, which is... Oh, those are all over the place. Jesus. Game design is Elizabeth Hargrave. Production, Jave Lapore. <laughs> Jave. Dave Lapore. By the way, when, a, when somebody named Dave dies, do they go to the Dave yard? Boo. I saw that online yesterday, and it was really funny to me. Uh, graphic design is Matt Paquette. Development lead, Mark Wooten. Art direction, Josh Wood. Director of marketing, Todd Rowland. Art, Indy Maverick. Director of projects, Nicholas Bongu. Director of sales, Kyle Nunn. Rules, Hargrave and Wooten. I think that's all. Proofing is John good enough. All right, those are all over the place. Look at that. Awesome. They're, oh, wow. They're not in an order in which it's easy to read them and make sure I hit them all. You need to uh, post that online so you can see how the credits are given. It's basically butterflies flying around the page, and it's under confusing. each butterfly um, is the name of the individual. So when somebody named Tim dies, do they go to the Timitary? There you go. Ah! Yeah, I thought the Dave Yard. It made me laugh a lot. <laughs> and the person who was telling the joke kept telling it to different people. It was in a video game, and none of them would laugh at it, even Dave. And he was like, okay. <laughs> he just uh, kept trying with everybody. And I was like, that's pretty funny. I like it. All right. So, yes, the game for today's episode is Mariposas. Mariposas is the Spanish word for butterflies. So this is all about the monarch butterfly and their journey from Mexico up into basically the northeast of the United States, as well as the very southern parts of Canada. And then their journey back down to Mexico. And I say their journey, and by that I mean their future generation's journey. The game has a big map board of a lot of colors and flowers represented. Essentially, on your turn, you're going to have two cards in hand. You will choose one to play, which represents kind of like how strong the wind is that day. And it allows you to move your butterflies in a certain manner, whether three different butterflies can move one space, or one butterfly moves five spaces, or, or things of that sort. And you will move, pick up flowers, and try to go to different cities. Whenever you land in a city, you flip a tile and have a chance to get a... I can't think of what they're called. It's these cards that represent... They're like a set collection aspect where you can pick up the egg, the caterpillar, the cocoon, and then a butterfly with that card back color. There's three different colors. That's kind of an extra thing that we honestly did not do much of. We were more focused on trying to figure out how to play this game efficiently. Because you have spring, summer, and fall, the amount of turns you get get longer and longer as you go. So you only get four turns in the spring, five in the summer, six in the fall, and each of them have certain scoring mechanisms built in that kind of push you to go somewhere and go there fast. So essentially, you will play one of the cards from your hand, move some butterflies, pick up flower tokens based on where those butterflies land, or maybe pick up some cards if you land at the different cities. They're called life cycle sets. You can pick up some life cycle cards if you land at a city. You may have a chance to roll a die to get a random flower token. Flower tokens are used to breed more butterflies or to reproduce. It becomes more expensive uh, later in later generations. You will then draw back up to two cards in your hand, and your 
other player will go. It's two to five players. And then, yes, so you'll go around doing that, collecting flowers, trying to reproduce your butterflies, trying to hit these scoring goals, such as your butterflies must be north of Atlanta, or one butterfly needs to be on a green tile, and one butterfly needs to be on a yellow, and they both have to be to the east of Houston. Stuff like that. And you're going to go through the game until you get to the final fall season and rush back down to Mexico, trying to bring your level four people, uh, butterflies, back home to get some good scoring bonuses. And the movement is really similar to Flamme Rouge, where you have different cards in your hands and different cards will grant you different movements, like whether that is moving two, one space, moving three, two spaces, moving one, five spaces. And so it's really awesome because you can choose to you know, hold back a, a really long card or you can you know, choose to move three butterflies at once. But you have these different cards that allow you to do different movements. And so that comes into play when it comes to the strategy. It's a really easy game to learn and to play, but it's very difficult to win. It really is. I like to look at the randomness of the card draw as, as kind of I said before, it's the wind. Because butterflies fly based off how the wind goes, right? If the wind's super strong and has a really high amount, they can go a very far distance because of it. And I imagine that's what these card draws represent, are how strong is the wind that day? A lot of butterflies move a little bit, or some of the butterflies catch a, you know, a breeze and just coast, which is really neat. I do appreciate in the rulebook it actually has the Flight of the Monarchs, some actual statistics on, like, the declining population, but also talks about how it all works and things like that. I find that to be uh, very interesting. And the components are adorable. We all get little bitty baby butterflies of our own color, and we move them across the board. And like Delton said, the same generation is not going to uh, come back. So as you're going through your play, you will have uh, four different generations, possibly even five generations that come about. And so the same butterflies that leave don't come back. You have to reproduce along the way. So it's a combination between moving, reproducing, and just really having fun because they're so cute. They're little butterflies. The good thing is if you did not make new butterflies, if you did not reproduce on your journey, whenever the season change changes, it automatically gives you the next generation of your butterfly. So that way, if you're still on your first generation, you never made a second generation, it will give you one for free. But we really do recommend going ahead and reproducing as much as you can because that gives you more butterflies to work with, which gives you a greater ability to get more flowers, which then you can use for reproduction or then you can use for other things. It is a game where you have to try to stay ahead for sure. Uh, that's one of the things I like about it is, I mean, I like the colors. It's beautiful. It looks really nice. It's interesting. I think it's a fun game, but it's one of those games where you're, you're pushing the whole time. You're trying to go as fast as you can, but also be as efficient as you can to hit several different goals. And so it sometimes feels like you can't do what you want to do in the game. Definitely. Hey, what can I get you? I'd like a topic. Any special way? Make it a top shelf topic. Coming up. Enjoy. So the topic for today ties in perfectly to Mariposas for us, which is feeling rushed in a game. Having that feeling that you cannot complete everything that you think you are or should be able to complete. And how to keep from being demoralized. Yes, it's very, very tough. So in Mariposas, as we talked about, the end of each season, you have different goals you're trying to complete. Whether they're be to the east of Atlanta, be north of Kansas City, something like that. Uh, they're very tough to hit because generally those are very early where you have to rush 
and just straight up, don't stop anywhere, go straight in the very first season all the way out there as far as you can to hit those goals because they're worth points. And those points are things that are really hard to get. Like, I don't think our our scoring was in the 30s. Yeah. Didn't I win by like one point? That's all. I think you won by four in this one. Oh, that was the other one. I won by one point. Yeah. I think you won by like four, three or four. But it's just very, very tough because it gives you these goals. And at first we took them as like, oh, okay, we'll get some of those goals. But I think we realized afterward, like, oh, this is directing you how to play in a way. Right, yeah. And so, yeah, like Dalton says, you know, you you get these goal cards. And at first it's like, oh, yeah, I can totally make it to the other side of El Paso. And then the second round comes. You're like, okay, so I need to make it to the other side of Atlanta, but I also need to hit all these stops along the way. Because the thing is, a lot of those stops to give you the bonus cards are not following the trajectory that the round wants you to take. And so you can either choose to, you know, hit some of these hot spots, get some of these bonus cards for extra abilities really early on, or you can rush it to whatever the goal card is giving you to get to get bonus points. And so the thing is, like Delton said, like you can choose to do either one of those, but there's no way that you can do both, at least not your first round, the first time you play. Definitely. So when I was talking about go to uh, going to the city, stopping at those way stations, like Haley said, they're out of your way. Um, you get those life cycle sets, those sets of cards that represent the egg, caterpillar, you know, cocoon, and adult butterfly. Those felt so out of place to me because we never even got close. Like, they felt very, I don't know, just something like I wouldn't focus on it at all because it's so different. But at the same time, I'm wondering how much of that is my inefficient play that first round or that first game. Right, because I think it's a combination of either inefficient play, you know, we're, we're trying to learn the game, and so we're putting our feelers out, what's working for us, what's not. But also, I don't know if the game's designed for you to hit both. I don't know if it is. I don't know what it wants us to do, like, time-wise. It's just, it is. It's one of those games where you feel very rushed. You feel very pressed for time. It's just like, just like Calico. Like Calico, you, you lay out your mat and you have all these big ideas. Okay, I'm going to get a card for this kitty. I'm going to get a card for this kitty. I'm going to get the perfect patch around my bonus tiles to get all 11 points or whatnot. And then you go to play, and halfway through the game, you're like, oh, nope, nope, I got to I gotta go one direction or the other. There's no way that you can hit all of your goals all at once. And so I don't know if it's going to be like patchwork where you really can't make a perfect board. Or I mean, not patchwork, uh, calico. Or if it's going to be something like like Scythe, where the, the better that you get at the game, the more likely it is that you're able to hit some of these other goals. Because that's one thing, yes. Uh, Calico definitely. And Calico has the same thing Mariposas does, where it's there's a lot of luck of the draw in terms of Calico, you dr- the tiles that come out. Mariposas are the movement cards that you draw. But I think it fits thematically because, like I said, it kind of represents the wind. Uh, in Scythe, there doesn't have that randomness, but it's one of those games where every time I play it, I go, oh, I thought I could do more. And it's constantly, oh, I need to do this, this, and this, and this, and I can't this turn. And I'm constantly having that feeling of that. And I think part of what works so well as a game for having that rushed feeling, that feeling of you can't do everything, it forces you to pick one and focus on it. My problem is I can't. And so in a game like Mariposa's, I'm all over the place trying to do multiple things rather than focusing on one goal at a time. So we've kind of talked about this in the past where we're like, mm-hmm. for me, whenever I lose at a game or I can't figure it out, I want to keep playing, keep playing, keep playing, keep playing, keep playing until I figure out what it is. What's the strategy? Yep. And you've talked about in the past for you, it's kind of demoralizing. It's kind of the other side where you you don't want to play it as much or you yeah, don't want to play I, as if much If I keep energy. losing and losing and losing and losing, then I'm, I don't want to keep playing. 
So whenever it comes to games like this, whenever you're rushed, how do you keep from being demoralized and being like, I don't want to play this game again? Because, I mean, it's a good game, but how do you how do you keep from doing that? So it's kind of tough because obviously we've played Mariposas only once, so I don't have a full grasp of it yet. So there is that where I'm going to play it again, of course. But when it comes to a game where I, if I lose constantly for feeling rushed like that, it also depends on how I'm losing. Am I losing because I'm playing inefficiently or am I losing because I just can't do everything? Like there's a balance I feel and it's hard to distinguish. It's hard to, uh, to truly like describe because it's so specific to me, I feel like. But if I'm playing a game and I keep losing and losing and losing and I feel like I'm doing my best efforts and hitting all my goals, but I'm still just not doing well, that's when I'm going to just stop and be like, all right, I'm just not going to play this again because I'm not having fun at this point. But if it's a game like this where everyone's in that same position, we're all struggling to do stuff and it's obvious, I think that's one of the big things. I've talked to you about that. If you're playing a game, you're not obvious about anything, about your strategy. You act like everything is, oh, I guess I can do this. Hee hee. It's when like poker re- face. When really you've had it figured out. Like that's something I, I think I have to have is if I think everyone else is having as hard of a time as I am, I feel more comfortable. But if everyone else is like, oh, yeah, I got this, duh, and they've just figured it out, they're not struggling, their decisions are easy, it's very frustrating to me because then it's like, all right, well, then why am I playing this game? You guys are just going to win it. And I mean, that's my own personal thing. But yeah, so it kind of depends on the situation. I don't know how I would get around that. Like if I'm just playing a game, playing a game, losing, 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 and feeling discouraged about it, it's really hard to say what would be a way for me to overcome that aside from giving myself small goals. Like I just have to beat my score last time. Yeah. Or this time I want to try this goal instead of, instead of winning. My goal is to be able to do blank. Like in Mariposa's, it could be, I want to build one complete set of those life cycle cards. Like if you give yourself smaller goals, I feel like it could help and you could potentially learn the game better or learn to be better at the game. But I think that's about the only way I could think of to overcome some of that. I really like this. I think that's good advice. It reminds me, too, of doing jujitsu with Brian. Like, I know I'm going to get my ass handed to me. I know it's going to happen. But, like, I'll set little goals for myself. Like, okay, I want to get a Kimura once. Or I want to go a whole 10-minute rounds without tapping or getting uh, getting choked out. And so I, I like the way you're framing that. It's like a, if you're going into it, like, not, not that you're expecting to lose, but, like, having a different set of standards for yourself. Like, having a, a goal for yourself that's not unrealistic. Because we set unrealistic goals then we're just going to, you know, psych ourselves out and we're going to demoralize. But if we set realistic goals, and this is in, in life and in board games and in jujitsu, then we're less likely to psych ourselves out. Yeah, I think so. But overall, we really like Mariposas. And like I said, we're going to play the crap out of this today. We have planned for today. We're going to play some Mariposas. We're going to play some other board games. Delton is going to make me focaccia and homemade noodles. We are going to drink some homemade mead. We are going to listen to the rain. We are going to pet kitties and puppies. And it's just going to be a good day. And I'm going to play WoW because I haven't got to play all weekend. Uh, he's got it. Okay, it released what? It released on Monday. You started playing on Friday. You're up to level 57. No, I played a little bit on Tuesday. Just all a right. little. So it came out on Monday. He played a little on Tuesday. Started playing again on Friday and got up to level 57. I played a lot the past two days and it's been great. A lot. Because I never get to play. Sit and actually like play for hours and it's nice. It makes me feel young again until I stand up and I'm like, oh, God, shouldn't be sitting for that long. But everything's fine. 
Well, I guess that pretty much covers the topic. Let's move into the question and wrap this up. You mean make like a birthday present and wrap this up? Boo. Ah. That was really bad. And now, join us for a Malthouse Games podcast special bite-sized question. So the question today, kind of hinted at by Haley's horrible attempt at a transition, is Delton botched. What is your favorite birthday? This is just kind of a goofy one that fits with Haley's birthday theme. Haley, you want to go first? You want me to? I'll go first. Okay. So my favorite birthday was my 18th birthday. Uh, what we did was I was working. It was a coffee shop I was working at. We rented out the coffee shop in Elk City. And it was just all my friends came over. We ate cake, we drank coffee, and we played Beatles rock band that I got for my 18th birthday from my parents. And it was awesome. It was rad. And then we stayed there until midnight, and then we went home, and it was great. Nice. Stayed up till midnight. It was a wild and crazy 18th birthday. Oh, and the next day, uh, we went to church, and then my dad took me to the casino. Even better. Even better. (laughs) So my favorite birthday, I always say, was I believe it was my seventh birthday. I got a Nintendo 64, a pair of Adidas, like, sweatpants that had the buttons down the side that you could just tear away. And even though I wasn't into pro wrestling at the time, a Stone Cold Steve Austin shirt that had a big cobra on it. I was so excited that Christmas for all of that. That, Or that birthday. Wait, that was Christmas. (gasps) That was Christmas. Ah. I'm infusing my birthday into my Christmas because that was such a good present for me. I was about to be really salty because I kind of was thinking that your favorite birthday would have been the one we got together, but you know. It's fine. I'm second to Stone Cold Steve Austin, so I really can't be mad about that. Yeah, you're second. Uh, So that's a Christmas. Shoot, I forgot that was a Christmas. Man, that was like the first Christmas where like, we actually got something like that, like a Nintendo 64. So that was we were on the up and up. Uh, I'm trying to think of a, be- a fa- favorite birthday now. I guess it would have to be the one where you came that was before <laughs> we got together because I guess it would have none to of, be. none of the rest of them are as memorable. <laughs> I can't think of any anything else on the rest of them. Like I really, I really just can't think of one that's like this birthday. But that was an actual event. We did stuff. What about whenever you got to high five Tanahashi in Dallas? That wasn't a birthday. I mean, that was a birthday present. What was your birthday like weekend? I guess that's true. Went to Dallas and watched the New Japan show. Yeah, I got to high-five Hiroshi Tanahashi, one of my favorite wrestlers in New Japan. I like how the two birthdays where, one, you get to high-five Tanahashi, one of your favorite pro wrestlers who had never been over to do a show in the United States, and the other one where you got together with your now wife. Pale in comparison to the Christmas where you got a Stone Cold Steve Austin listen, Cobra shirt. <laughs> listen, as a seven-year-old, getting a Nintendo 64 was a huge thing. Huge. Okay. Okay. We were a ga- I was a gaming kid, and that was the biggest, best present ever gifted in my lifetime, basically, for the equivalency of, you know, scaling. Anyway, I don't know. Best birthday. There's a <laughs> lot of options. Let's just say all of them. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It was a good time. The time when you say we quote unquote got together, it's when we started talking again. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we had a bunch of people in a hotel room with a shit ton of alcohol and... uh my 21st birthday and we just partied all night till like 3 a.m. and then I slept in the floor of my own birthday party because everyone else is rude. <laughs> so here we are. So I think that, you know, today's birthday is going to be a lot 
more chill than our previous birthdays. So I'm really looking forward to it. I get to spend the day with Delton. He's the best present ever. I hope it's chill. I've got to edit this podcast now and make sure it gets out on time. Well, you do that. I'll go make some biscuits and gravy and let's roll. Yes, which means we're going to wrap this up. Thank you again for tuning in to the Malthouse Games podcast, episode number 80 and Haley's birthday episode. Woo! She is 29, by the way. We should probably say that. So I am now soliciting advice. If you have any advice for a 29-year-old, please reach out to us on the Twitters. That is at Malthouse Games, M-A-L-T-H-A-U-S Games. You can always send us an email, contact at malthousegames.com for anything you want us to talk about on the show or any general questions, comments, concerns, things of that sort. You can also find us personally on social media. I am at Delton Brack, D-E-L-T-O-N-B-R-A-C-K. Haley is at S-Q-U-I-R-R-E-L-L-Y-G-E-E-K. Be sure to like, share, and subscribe to the podcast. That helps us out a lot. Give us a five-star review on iTunes because apparently people still use iTunes. And that's just crazy. Don't, don't shame our audience. Don't shame them. Listen. If you use iTunes, that is A-OK. You know what? You you do you. I, too, did not update my phone for five years, and so iTunes was my only source of music. So if you use iTunes, that is good. If you listen to the Malthouse Games podcast on iTunes, good for you. High five, and I lift my alcoholic coffee to you. It is a good thing if you're using it to listen to us. If there's any other reason you use it, it's not us, then you should get something new. <laughs> That is where we're at. No, just kidding. Anyway, thank you for tuning in. We're going to hop off of here. I'm going to get to editing. Hopefully get this out in... One hour and 42 minutes. Yeah, an hour and 42 minutes. We'll see how it goes. Run, computer, run. Right, here we go. Thanks again for listening. Until next time, sit back, relax, grab a drink, and play some games. See you folks later. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.